The Wealth Equation Podcast by Maurice L. Wilson reveals how to accelerate your wealth and secure more money, time, and freedom by leveraging the investment powers of real estate, entrepreneurship, the stock market, and more. Tune in as host Maurice L. Wilson, an engineer turned financial advisor, offers you the step-by-step formula to solve your wealth equation once and for all. Here's Maurice. Hello, my name is Maurice Wilson, and thank you for joining me on another episode of The Wealth Equation. Today, I want to talk about the mighty Roth IRA. If you could pay less taxes, would you take home more money? It seems like such an obvious question, but when it comes to investing, people still have a hard time seeing how paying less money in taxes, even no money in taxes, would make them more money. This is possible, of course, through the use of a unique investment account known as a Roth IRA. With the 2019 tax year deadline approaching for making contributions to a Roth IRA, I thought it'd be appropriate to discuss Roth IRAs in today's podcast. The Roth IRA, which is originally known as the IRA Plus, was an idea that was proposed by Senator Bob Packwood of Oregon and Senator William Roth where the account gets its namesake of Delaware, way back in 1989. Uh, Originally, the two senators envisioned a plan that would let people put $2,000 away with no immediate tax deductions, i.e. after tax, but the earnings on that $2,000 could be withdrawn tax-free during retirement. Now, it wasn't until 1997, during the Taxpayer Relief Act, that the Roth IRA was actually put into place. But three years later, there were nearly 46.3 million taxpayers using a Roth for a total of about $2.6 trillion in value. Fast forward to 19 or 2004, nearly $77 billion was in Roth IRAs, and as recently as 2007, there was $3.3 trillion in Roth IRAs. So the accounts have definitely gotten popular. But in my opinion, not popular enough. People still don't really know what a Roth IRA is. So let's define what a Roth IRA is. And hopefully you'll think of as plain English. So let's define what a Roth IRA is in plain English. It helps to think of a Roth IRA in three broad categories of what it is. First, there's the individual, the I-N-I-R-A stands for individual. The R stands for retirement. The A stands for account. Individual retirement account. Now, these are not just terms that we've come up with. It's individual in that it differs from your 401k plan, your thrift savings plan, or your 403b. In those plans, typically provided by your employer, the employer picks the investments that you can choose from. In the IRA, the individual, you are allowed to pick the stocks, bonds, and mutual funds in which you will invest. The second factor in an IRA or Roth IRA is the contribution. You are allowed to make contributions on an after-tax basis. And because you make contributions on an after-tax basis, you've already paid the taxes, so the IRS cannot say when and how you take your contributions back out of this account. So, The money you put in can be pulled out penalty-free, tax-free, anytime you like. The third key of a Roth IRA is tax-free. If you leave the earnings on your contribution in your Roth IRA in the account until you're age 59 and a half, 
and the account has been open at least five years, everything that money is made is tax-free. You can pull it all out at once or disperse it over time. So you make the investment choices. You get to put money in and pull it out anytime you want. And as long as you leave the earnings in your account for until you're at least 59 and a half and the account's been open for five years, those earnings are tax-free. And that's what a Roth IRA is. Now, benefits. Well, the benefits are obvious. I'm an engineer, so I'm going to use a form of algebra here, but it's very straightforward. We can all agree that X plus one is more than X. And so when I'm telling people, do you use a Roth IRA or a regular IRA account? What I tell them is, do you want to pay taxes on X or X plus one? Because taxes on X plus one will always be more than taxes on X. And that's what a Roth IRA gives you. When you put money in a Roth IRA, you put 5,000 in, 10,000 in, 100,000 in, that money you put in has already been taxed. Therefore, every dollar it makes after that is tax-free. The taxes on those contributions are always going to be cheaper than the taxes on the contributions and the earnings, which makes the Roth IRA cheaper when it comes to a tax perspective. That's the first benefit. The second benefit is withdrawals, in particular, early withdrawals. One of the key deterrents to people saving for retirement or just putting money in investments in general is that they feel they can't get to their money when they want to. With the Roth IRA, because you're putting money in on an after-tax basis, you no longer have that problem. You can put 10000 in and pull 10000 out. The IRS has no claims on that money. It's only the earnings that you have to leave in there if you want to get them tax-free. And one of the other benefits is you can make up for lost time with the Roth IRA. You can contribute up to the tax filing deadline for the current year you're in and have all those contributions count for last year. So if you wanted to make a contribution for 2019 but forgot to do it last year, you have until a tax filing deadline for 2020 to make a contribution for 2019. It's a great way to make up for lost time and really get going on saving for retirement. And this year, that tax filing deadline is July 15th, so you can still make the cutoff if you haven't done it yet. Now, what do you put in a Roth IRA? Remember that the IRA is an investment account. A lot of people will ask me, well, what's my return on my Roth IRA? How much do they pay out? The account itself does not generate any earnings. It's all about what you invest in within the account. And so when you're looking for ideas of what to invest in in a Roth IRA, I recommend individual stocks and or highly volatile investments. When you're dealing with a highly volatile investment like Bitcoin or some of these um, alternative investments like AI or marijuana stocks and things such as airline stocks today that you know are very speculative, the goal in your mind is that you're going to make a lot of money for taking a lot of risk. Well, what better place to put what will hopefully be a lot of high returns than in an account that you don't get taxed on your gains when you pull it out. And so that's why I like highly volatile investments for a Roth IRA. I also like, like individual stocks. If you're going to put money in a high growth stock like Amazon, Google, Shopify, Tesla, where you're expecting a lot of gains, then putting it in a Roth IRA is a great place to put it because those gains, if you leave them in there till 59 and a half and the account's been open for at least five years, those gains are going to be tax-free. So that's how, what I would put in a Roth IRA. What is the downside of a Roth IRA? 
Well, one of the things the IRS did was they put income limits in the Roth IRA because they realized if we didn't put income limits in, too many people would use it who were already getting certain benefits. What are the cons of using a Roth IRA? Well, there are income limits. So people making a lot of money can't put money directly into a Roth IRA. But there is a way around the income limits of a Roth IRA that I will cover in a follow-up podcast. So if you do make a lot of money and you can check the IRS income tables, I don't want to give outdated information here. But if you go to the IRS website and look for Roth IRA income limits, there are limits for couples that file jointly, couples that file separately. If you make more than those limits, there is a way to still get money in a Roth IRA that I'll discuss in a follow-up podcast. Before closing, I want to talk about the future of Roth IRAs and why I think you should get into them sooner rather than later. We just had a lot of stimulus spending associated with the coronavirus. The the government put a lot of money out there to keep business owners solvent, to help homeowners, to shore up our economy. The tax bill for those stimulus payments will be due at some point. And I would not be surprised if they start to limit or reduce the amount of money that you can put into a Roth IRA and probably put even more strict income limits on who can put money in a Roth IRA because the IRS will eventually start losing money on this type of account. If you're considering putting money in a Roth IRA, keep in mind that you have until July 15th of this year to put money away for for last year and try to max it out for 2020 as well. I would not be surprised if by 2025, the Roth IRA is not necessarily a thing of the past, but the rules will change to where not everybody can get in, even with the workarounds that I'll talk about in a follow-up podcast. Thank you for listening. My name is Maurice Wilson. This has been another episode of The Wealth Equation. Have a good day. Thank you. It is a pleasure to have you join us for this episode of The Wealth Equation. Be sure to visit WilsonWealth.com for more information about building wealth. We look forward to helping you next time on The Wealth Equation.